Welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join us in our campaign and shenanigans as we explore the subterranean labyrinths, plunder hordes of treasure, battle legendary monsters. This podcast will be following our gaming group and the adventures of these characters, as well as a few guests from time to time. Join us as we start a new campaign and our journey to experience the best, and maybe the worst, in the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome back to our second part of On the Origin of D&D Species. This time, we cover another species in the Monster Manual that everybody loves to hate. Especially Silda. And what's that? Albier! Yep. The elusive and sometimes very, very perceptive... Elusive! Can't get rid of them! The ever-loving Albear. So, in your hands there, Tilda, you've got a copy of the original Monster Manual, way back in the day. Yeah, in a pristine mint condition. Ooh la la. <laughs> so, uh, on the owlbear there, you've got the original owlbear stat blocks. So, uh, what, uh, what, what things would you like to point out for the owlbear? Well, it says here frequency is rare. I beg to differ. I've run into quite a few of them. But, ahem. <clears throat> This is 5th edition, so I guess, you know, old school, they were rare. Um, uh, let's see here. Apparently, though, in old school, they tend to appear in groups of 2 to 5. Thank goodness they didn't in Mars. Oof-da. Alright, armor class 5, movement 12, hit dice 5 plus 2. Uh, 30% in their lair. Treasure type C... What's treasure type C? It's basically what what level of uh, treasure no, no. that they drop. I know what it is. Oh. <laughs> All I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Loot the body! Alright, apparently they got three attacks, which is pretty darn nasty. And it's a 1 6, 1 6, 2 12. Ouch! 2d6 for the beat ow. attack. Ow, ow, ow. They have a special attack, though. You want to know what it is? What's the special attack? It's a hug. Oh, an owlbear hug? Yeah. And what does that special attack do? Um, well, I don't know yet, but um, we'll find out shortly. I'm just reading the, the stats right this second. Um, nil for special defenses, standard magic resistance, intelligence low. Yeah, I kind of told you that. Um, alignment neutral, eight feet tall. That's really tall when you're as short as I am. Okay, um, sign ability, none. Alright, so, the horrible owlbear is probably the result of generic, genetic experimentation by some insane wizard. I'll say insane. What the heck were they thinking? These creatures inhabit tangle forest regions of every temperate climate, as well as the subterranean labyrinths. 
They are ravenous eaters, aggressive hunters, and is evil-tempered at all times. They attack prey on sight and will fight to the death. Nasty. All right. The owlbear attacks its, with its great claws two inches long on large mole. Oh, males. <laughs> That's males. Not moles. Males. <laughs> okay. Um, it's snapping beak, and then it grasps its victims and squeezes and bites it to death. If it scares... It, <laughs> it scares you. Yeah, it is scary. If it scores... A paw hit of 18 or better with either of its forelimbs. The elbow has dragged the victim to itself. And the opponent will take an additional 2 to 16 hit points of damage. Oh my goodness. 2 to 16 hit points of damage from the hug. <sighs> that melee round and every melee round thereafter until the owlbear, owlbear is killed. Note that if the armor class of an opponent is is such that an 18 is insufficient hit, the hug is not affected, and no damage is taken. Guess no free hugs. Um, apparently, if they're encountered, their lair is 25% chance there will be a 1 to 6 eggs. Oh, little baby albers! I bet you they're cute. I've seen a picture of one. They're really adorable. Um, let's see here. Uh, 80% for young, in addition to the adults. Young albers will be 40 to 70% grown, and they will fight accordingly. Eggs are worth two... Eggs are worth 2,000 gold pieces? Why did nobody tell me this? Wouldn't you want a baby owlbear? Uh, uh, I'll ride an owlbear into battle. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, but yeah, 2,000 gold pieces? I could go for that. Young, under 50% grown, are... <gasps> Young, 5,000 gold pieces on an open market. <laughs> Albear the Albear. <laughs> Description. Albears have brownish black to yellow brown fur and feathers. And they're 1,300 to 1,500 pounds. Males being the darker colored. The beaks of these creatures are yellow to ivory, and their eyes, their red eyes, red-rimmed, and exceedingly terrible to behold. Dun, dun, dun! That's old school. That's old school? That's old school monster manual. Sounds like Slobber the Mutt's getting worked up outside. Yeah. My war dog, thank you very much. Finally got him, Slobber the Mutt. So, Tilda, we have another ancient tome for you. Ooh. The Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Monster. This manual. one's a lot thicker. Yep, as as you notice from uh, the original D and D, the uh, stat bubbles yeah. have increased a lot, and the page yeah. count. Look at that. That's that's yeah. That, it's a heavier book. Mm-hmm. I could hurt somebody with this book. It's more of a tome. Yeah, I could. I could. Slobber, be quiet. Come on, slobber. Alrighty, where is okay? Do, 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 do. I'll give you a clue. It's alphabetical, and it's got a bookmark there. Here we go. Albert don't care. Albert don't care. Okay. All right. Now I have to admit, first off, the picture in this one is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now I don't get me wrong. I like the old school graphics and stuff, but 
the old school owlbearer had, let's just say, left much to be desired. Okay. This one is a slight improvement. And it's color. Yeah. Well, color is always nice, but yay! All right. So, um, it's still rare. It still goes in a pack. Apparently, though, this has an activity cycle where it's a late afternoon and early evening. Right. It is a carnivore. Yes. Um, intelligent is five to seven. So this one actually lists it. Um, number appearing, uh, one, four, two to eight. Armor class five. Uh, well, it is awfully big. It's kind of hard to miss it. Mm-hmm. It's big. I mean, big. So, uh, still with the three attacks. Special attack is still the hug. Um, but one thing I have to say is there's a lot more text on this one. Mm-hmm. It's got okay. a full page text. See? Take a look at that. Yep. One. Okay. All right. So now we've got uh, armor class for the owlbear. This edition is five, which means it's basically 15 in, in the current condi- current version. It's hit dice or five plus two. The Thacko, oh, Thacko, the mysterious Thacko, is 15. Number of attacks it gets is three, which is a claw, claw, bite, which does 1d6, 1d6, and 2d6. Special attack is the hug still. I know we should say claw, claw, beak. Claw Claw Beak. Owlbears are probably the crossbreed creation of a demented wizard. Given the lethality of the creation, it is quite likely that the wizard who created them is no longer alive. Owlbears are vicious, ravenous, aggressive, and evil-tempered at all times. Owlbears are a cross between a giant owl and a bear. They are covered in a thick coat of feathers and fur, brown-black to yellow-brown in color. Eight foot tall for males, which weigh between 1,300 and 1,500 pounds, are darker colored. The beaks of these creatures are yellow to ivory, and their terrifying eyes are red-rimmed. That's all very, very, that's almost verbatim for mm-hmm. what the other one said. Owlbears speak their own language, which consists of loud squeaks of varying length and pitch. Oh, that wasn't mentioned in the last no. one. Ka-ka! <laughs> In combat, owlbears attack prey on sight, always fighting to the death, ignoring moral rating for the purpose of determining retreat. It attacks with its claws and snapping beak. If an owlbear scores a hit on an 18 or better, much like the previous version, it drags its victim into a hug, subsequently squeezing the opponent for an additional 2 to 16 points of damage. So that's a 2 to 8. Yeah. So it likes to give free hugs. Free hugs. The owlbear can also use its beak attack on victims caught within its grasp, but cannot use its claws. A single attempt at a bend, bars, lift, gates roll may break the grasp of the owlbear. Note that the armor class of a victim is high enough that an 18 is insufficient to hit. The hug is not effective, much like the old version. Almost verbatim on that one, too. Yeah. Habitats and society. Owlbears inhabit the depths of tangled forests and temperate climates, as well as subterranean labyrinths living in caves or hollow stumps. Owlbears live in mated pairs. The male is slightly larger and heavier than the female. If encountered in their lair, there's a 25% chance that there will be one to six eggs, 20%. Or young, 80%. In addition to the adults, the offspring will be 40 to 70% grown and fight as the creatures with three to four hit dice, depending on their growth. They also have hit points based on their adjusted hit dice. Immature will inflict 1d4, 1d4, and 2d8 points of damage with their attacks and have 20% of his lift bar roll escapes. 
So it's very similar to the original one, but there's a lot more flavor text. Yes. And it goes into more stats for the little ones. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, maybe we should make some fifth edition baby owlbears. Oh, maybe not. Maybe they'll capture them and keep them. Yeah, they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, they are. An owlbear pair claims a territory of one or two square miles. That's not much for an owlbear. Especially given how big they are. And will voraciously defend the territory against all intruders. An owlbear's main weakness is its greatest strength. Its ferocity. Because owlbears are so bad-tempered, they stop at nothing to kill a target. It is not difficult to trick an owlbear into hurling itself off a cliff or into a trap, provided you can find one. Hold on, hold on, I'm writing that down. Yep, maybe we need an owlbear island. <laughs> Ecology. Owlbears have a lifespan of 20 years. They are warm-blooded warm -blooded mammals. And but they're pretty blubbered, too. <laughs> the big ones, anyways. <laughs> but they lay eggs. An owlbear omelet. <laughs> they prey on anything from rabbits to bears to trolls to snakes and reptiles. To halflings to humans to elves to dwarves. Yep. Owlbears prefer temperate climates, but some thrive in subarctic environments. As a hybrid of two animals, one diurnal and the other nocturnal, they have an unusual active time. Hey, hey, so if it's the subarctic, is it a is it a polar owlbear? It's a polar owlbear. Is it a white? Maybe it'll be a bipolar owlbear. <laughs> Think about it. If it was an, a polar owlbear, would that be a polar bear and a, and a <laughs> penguin? <laughs> no. It's still got to be an owl. Oh, so it would be like the snow owl? Yeah. But I can just see a bipolar owlbear. <laughs> <laughs> so their, their usual active time is waking at noon, hunting animals active during the day, and then hunting nocturnal creatures before going to sleep at midnight. Owlbears are active in the summer months and hibernate during the cold season. There are rumors of white Arctic owlbears. Oh, oh, that answered my question. Yep. A cross between Arctic owls and polar bears, but no specimen has been captured. An owlbear does not actively seek treasure, but the remains of victims may be found buried in shallow holes around an owlbear lair. I just like the way that sounds. One man's Owl. corpse is another man's treasure. Owlbear eggs are worth 2,000 silver pieces. And hatchlings are worth 5,000 silver pieces on so the open I market. So I see the uh, economy has economy. No, it hasn't. It's the exact same one as it was in the first one. Oh, it wasn't gold pieces? This this is silver pieces. So, ah. Oh, yeah, 2,000 silver robbed. pieces. Maybe, maybe in the fifth edition it's gone down to copper pieces. <gasps> no. These are typically bought by wizards. While they are impossible to domesticate, they make formidable guardians, and wizards sometimes place them in locations of strategic importance. It has been said that an owlbear is less subtle version of a, of a keep-out sign. Less subtle, that's for sure. Maybe the white ones are worth more. Since they're super rare and have never been captured. Rare of rare. The quest for the great white owlbear. <laughs> Owlbears in dungeons and ruins almost always have been placed there by someone. Da, da, da. Da. Now, now, which one is this? Is this fifth edition? This is fifth edition. Ah, my edition. Your edition. And as you can see in fifth edition, the owlbear oh. picture is much cooler. It's very nice. I like that one best of all. So now we have the large monstrosity, which is the owlbear. Its alignment has now been changed to unaligned. 
Its armor class is 13. Its hit dice are now 7d10 plus 21, which gives it basically a total of 59 hit points. I'll say it's like beefed up a little. Mm-hmm. That constitution. But its speed has slowed down. It's only got a speed of 40 feet now. They're very. They're still very good at perception. They have a uh, passive oh. perception of 13. Duh. Owl. Mm-hmm. And the uh, they now have the multi-attack feature, which lets them take two attacks. So they've actually cranked it down in their damage output. Now they can make two attacks, one with its beak and one with its claw. So it lost one of its claw-claw bite. Oh, well, it's pretty damn lethal the other way. Mm-hmm. So 5th edition's making it. It's still lethal. It's just not, like, kill you in one go. Well, on on the other hand, it's a lot easier for it to hit you. It's got a higher hit-to-strike bonus, but... The claw now does 2d8 plus 5 damage. Ow. It's doubled in damage, practically. (laughs) Ow, bear. Ow, bear. And its bite attack does 1d10. As opposed to 12. Wasn't it originally that the beak was... uh, 2d6? No. Well, 12. Yeah, it was 1d6 for each claw and 2d6 for the beak. Now it's 2d8 plus 5 for the claw and 1d10 plus 5 for the beak. Either way, that's pretty painful. And as the professor of transmutive science at Morgrave University said, the only good thing about owlbears is that the wizard who created them is probably dead. <laughs> oh, I like how they did that. That was what was mentioned in the last one, but they put it as a little excerpt. As note. a little cliff note, exactly. I like that. So, in the, in the fifth edition, an owlbear's screech echoes through dark valleys and benign forests piercing the quiet night to announce the death of its prey. Feathers cover the thick, shaggy coat of its bear-like body, and the limpid pupils of its round eyes stare furiously from the owlish head. Which they do do a good job in the picture. Deadly ferocity. The owlbear's reputation for ferocity, aggression, stubbornness, and sheer ill temper makes it one of the most feared predators of the wild. There's little, if anything, that a hungry owlbear fears. Even monsters that outmatch an owlbear in size and strength avoid tangling with it. For this creature cares nothing about a foe's superior strength as it attacks without provocation. So it ain't got nothing on the honey badger. Yep, it's the honey badger of the, uh, uh, the D&D of world. The D&D world. Consummate predators. An owlbear emerges from its den around sunset and hunts into the darkest hours of the night, hooting or screeching to declare its territory. To search for a mate or to flush prey into its hunting grounds. These are typically forests familiar to the owlbear and dense enough to limit its quarry's escape routes. An owlbear makes its den in a cave or ruin littered with the bones of its prey. It drags partially devoured kills back to its den, storing portions of the carcass among the surrounding rocks, bushes, and trees. Well, well, I prefer to carry honey biscuits. I suppose an owlbear would want to carry, you know, body parts. The scent of blood and rotting flesh hangs heavily near an owlbear's lair, attracting scavengers and thus luring more prey. Way more flavor text. Yes. Owlbears hunt alone or in mated pairs. If quarry is plentiful, a family of owlbears might remain together for longer than is required to rear offspring. Otherwise, they part as soon as the young are ready to hunt. Oh, but that's nice. That'd be rather terrifying to run into a mated pair of owlbears. Yeah, especially with their kids too, man. They're mm-hmm. just as feisty as their parents. 
savage companions. Although they are more intelligent than most animals, owlbears are difficult to tame. However... It's a difficult, not untamable like the previous one. Apparently, have more generations of owlbears have been, you know, possibly tracked by, by rangers and tamed. But... However, with enough time, food, and luck, an intelligent creature can train an owlbear to recognize it as a master, making it an unflinching guard or a fast and hardy mount. <gasps> well, I absolutely adore Slobber the Mutt. Oh my god. Riding an owlbear. Here's one that you'll like even more because I remember back in 4th edition when they, they actually made an adventure of this. People of remote frontier settlements have even succeeded at racing owlbears. But spectators bet as often on which owlbear will attack its handler as they do on which will reach the finish line first. Because <laughs> they basically tie a cart to the owlbear and have it pull them. Oh. Elven communities encourage owlbears to den beneath treetop villages using the beasts as a natural defense during the night. Hobgoblins favor owlbears as war beasts, and hill giants and frost giants sometimes keep owlbears as pets. Well, do you think uh, um, our friend has he has one maybe? Maybe a I star. Mean, he's a hobgoblin. Hogar, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Hogar is going to quest for a great white owlbear. A starved owlbear might show up in a gladiator arena ruthlessly eviscerating and devouring its foes before a bloodthirsty audience. Well, that's just mean. It is. Owlbear origins. Scholars have long debated the origins of the owlbear. The most common theory is that a demented wizard created the first specimen by crossing a giant owl and a bear. However, venerable elves claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years. Some fae insist the owlbears have always existed in the Feywild. Ah, so even though they're a natural monstrosity, they may be Fae in origins. Well, you know, Fae have lots of origins. Well, so Tilda, what do you think about the owl bear? I'm plotting um, finding a baby and see if I can raise it for. Uh, I have some ranger friends who might be able to help me with that. Ah, could you see? I already have a name picked out. What's the name? Owl bear. Albert the Albert. Yeah, it's that's that's the French way of pronouncing Albert. Oh, Albert. Yeah, Albert. Albert the Albert. That's adorable. Yeah. Well, I hope. Do you think Slobber will get along with him? I don't think Slobber the Mutt will get along with an Albert. Oh, Slobber oh. the Mutt may be a snack for an Albert. Mm. Nope, I gotta taste true to Slobber. He's awful nice. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining me, Tilda. My pleasure. And thank you for joining us for another episode of... Um, oh, oh, uh, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. It was uh, uh, on the origin of the D&D species. And I'm, hi, with I'm Tilda. From the Unlikely Fellowship. Yes. All right, thank you for listening. Down in the depths of the mountain, we dwarves spend our time forging powerful weapons, mining precious gems and metals, and feasting like kings. But after a day of digging for the next Arkenstone, this dwarf likes to come home to a package full of loot. Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service forged specifically for RPG and tabletop gamers. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more 
are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So are you brave enough to reward yourself with a dungeon crate? By Morden's beard, I hope so. Dungeoncrate.com. Let the adventure begin. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And remember, be careful out there. There be dragons about. Hello, this is Madame Askew, and I'm so delighted. Wow, 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 Steampunk Convention is on its way at the beginning of March, and... The Grand Arbiter and I will be there doing a great deal of tea dueling every day. We'll also be hosting teapot racing, which is absolutely splendid. You can just ask them in New Zealand. Uh, We will also be hosting a number of panels. You'll see us all over the place. And when you're not coming and having tea nanigans with us, let me tell you, there is so much happening at Wild Wild Westcon this year. We have The Cog is Dead, one of my favourite bands, and Frenchie and the Punk are going to be there as well. You must come join us. Please get your tickets. They're still available. Come stop in and say hello to us. You can find information on the interwebs at www.wildwildwestcon.com. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Owlbear. Owlbear.